Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to another so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? I'm Hugh Dempsey and with me as always is my friend Sam Blakely. Hello Sam. Hi Hugh, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, how are you? Very well, it's another one of those, a third for us. We're in the same room together. It is, yeah. It, just yeah, he's, thigh. yeah, just <laughs> confirm. I've got an erection now because he touched my thigh. It's also unusual um, because we just finished watching the film together. For the we first did. Time. Usually it's a homework task to... Without, without him touching my thigh. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, so yeah, so today we're going to do um, a film I've recommended to Sam called Licence to Kill uh, mm. by a small independent studio, uh, Eon Productions. <laughs> you know, they, uh, made, they've made a few films over the years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm... Tr- getting some basically introduced to uh, my love of Bond films and in order to introduce some to my love of Bond films I've brought my friend in uh, Liam Waters say hello, hello. Liam Liam uh, why don't you tell us a bit about um, your films you like the films that me and you like together mm. well uh, I suppose the films I like uh, a little bit I'm the voice of the silent majority really I like <laughs> everything that gets put out that I enjoy so I don't particularly have a sort of style of film. I like a comedy. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy a comedy. Really enjoy a comedy. I'll gladly rewatch comedies over and over again. Which sort of comedies do you usually like to watch? Ah, uh, I like spoofs. I really enjoy spoofs. So I like Austin Powers. Epic um, movie, disaster. Epic movie, movie disaster all movie, team movie. Yeah. You know those kind. <laughs> of I mean the Spartans. All the, yeah. all the big, all the big hitters. All the good ones. You know. The Wayne's uh, Brothers are genius. Wayne's Brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. are fantastic. And obviously a film of mine and mine and Hughes that we both watch together a lot, Airplane. Yeah, <laughs> we've know, watched that a few times, haven't we? Yeah, so... Yeah, that's my, my viewing. Obviously, I like a bit of action. And recently I've tried to start to get into the Marvel stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. Late, late, um, so late. Mm. Unbelievably late. I watched Infinity War before anything else. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same, actually, yeah. Just really? because it was the only thing that was on at the time. And wow. See, I was quite late to it in the sense that I didn't like the Avengers film first time and then I can't remember what film turned me around to it about two or three years ago and now, yeah, mad, mad on it, really. Right. So you're a big Bond fan? Yeah, I enjoy Bond. Really enjoy Bond. It's probably... Something we... James Bond over. Alright, <laughs> I'm just going to get my keys and my wallet. Oh. It was uh, definitely my mum, like my grandma, and that mm. classic Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Bond's on the telly. Roasters in the oven. Yeah. For England, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, big Bond fan. That was the Queen, by the way. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Well, that was my grandma. <laughs> But so yeah. it's good to have Liam on because uh, he's been uh, our biggest, one of our biggest fans, I would say, top three biggest fans yeah, behind me three. and Hugh. <laughs> 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 There's not a lot of power with Joe, my and, and that guy, oh yeah, Joe and Joe. I was going to say about that guy who sends weird messages. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, not yeah. the right form yeah, to yeah, discuss. The police know about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all state, yeah. You so. know who you are. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so as we said, we're going to do, um, we're going to do Licence to Kill, uh, the 1989 um Directed by John Glenn film, yeah, of somebody who made all the Bond films in the eighties. Um, Juicy, do you want to? Give, oh, by the way, <laughs> I call Liam. I give we. Have, I have a nickname for him. I call him Juicy. I've known him since I was like eleven years old, and that's always how I've known him. It was one of those nicknames he had, and 
that's how I refer to him. So I do apologise if it's a bit weird, but it's strange. It's not worth explaining. I, think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ever got explained why he's called Juicy, but I've, I've got along with him for a while. It's one of those. It's Mr. Time. Lost, yeah, I don't think he knows. Lost in the annals of Buster. Scott has maintained that the translation was lost centuries <laughs> 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 ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you wanna, do you wanna give us an explanation of the plot? Yeah. So uh, license to kill, obviously. James Bond um, and he is the best man to a very good friend of his a CIA agent that does appear in some of the Bond films Felix and through uh, one way or another on his wedding day Felix decides that this is the time to stop international crime <laughs> and, uh, did you do that on your wedding day was it oh like, no like, I didn't, didn't like, that was a stag do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah so he he uh, decides to stop international tra- crime and believe it or not him and his wife get caught up in it and James is classic James's best friend gets his well spoiler alert he's oh leg- yeah spoilers yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's leg eaten by a, a shark and uh, and then his, uh, James's best friend's wife who is strangely attracted to James they are. <laughs> she is down to <laughs> with, with anyone well, James and uh, he goes on a personal vendetta to kill the uh, Drug Baron that did it. Yeah, that pretty much sums up the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Size, yeah. And uh, high jinx action, mm-hmm. and gets embroiled in their affairs and uh, yeah, deals yeah. with the, yeah. the Orientals. Yes, it was a different time <laughs> in living memory. One might say, certainly at least two or three of us around the table. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably all three of us. Anyone who well, came out, uh, July, and, yeah, uh, then all three of us. Memory, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were all alive for it. So yeah, that's the world we were born into. You know, yeah. cocaine and Orientals. <laughs> what you weren't born in Oriental switch-ups. <laughs> physics doesn't work like it does nowadays. You know? yeah. Up was down, down was up. <laughs> that's that's a re- reference to the film because mm. there is a scene in the film where. Uh, the criminal, the criminals refer to the people they're meeting that night as Orientals. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can imagine, sat here in 2019, that caught us off by yeah. off guard. It comes up a and lot, it, and then in the credits, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was a single <laughs> Oriental credit. Yeah. Six Orientals, I believe, at that table. Yeah. Yeah, back then the filmmakers thought they all looked alike. <laughs> um, We've moved on from that. Yes. Do you want to tell me why you love this film so much? That, yeah. Uh, well, my reason is that it's the first Bond if you to watch it in chronological order mm. he, he actually gets roughed up he right. gets beaten up he gets cut he, gets, he bleeds he, he's basically dead a few times isn't he yeah, yeah yeah he is dead a few times and if you watch some of the previous Bonds the, some of the stuff that have happened to him there you've got a well pressed suit <laughs> still hair yeah. not out of place <laughs> not even bleeding not even bleeding just mm. a scratch so this was literally the first one where they well, thought let's make it the Dalton ones were the first ones where Bond got battered. So, I, I, so one of the reasons why we're doing this is because I don't really know Bond. I've seen the Daniel Craig ones, except Quantum of Solace. I've seen Goldeneye and possibly Die Another Day, I think. But I've never finished one pre-Brosnan. Um, so is there a reason? Is this the reason why this was the one you'd recommend, really? Because it because it was so it was an yeah. evolution of Bond. Yeah, so. Obviously, Bond has that history, especially during the like um, Roger Moore era of it being a bit of hijinks, a bit of a bit camp, a bit, you know, like Juicy said, the the hairs quaffed when he gets up and you know his suits pressed, yeah. and this 
we wanted to kind of subvert your expectation of older Bond films. Right. And we were like, well, we'll get a Bond film where it's a, you know, it's a real fight and, you know, it's got real purpose. And um, these, the Dalton films are very much underrated Bond films. How many? You only did two in the end. Right. uh, Because there was basically an issue with the studio that was producing Bond at the time mm. and it ended up getting into like a legal role I'm not going to go into here because it's, it's not that interesting right. and it wasn't for six years then and when they made Gold so it was Connery then more than Dalton uh, Connery Lazenby Connery for me I don't really acknowledge him as a James Bond to be really what was his flaw well he only made one he made one film right and yeah there's a, a story behind it so when he he made that in 69 mm. and he basically was like oh he spoke to his agent about doing the next one and his agent kind of went oh well you know it, it's all done now you know because it's been going a few years at that point mm. you know he, he said he saw um I think he said he saw one of the Beatles and they had like long hair right. and he turned up to them and the actual actor himself Lazenby was like oh that's the past you know this was going into the 70s yeah. now. you know he, he turned up with a big beard bushy hair and he was just like I'm not going to do another one that's not the direction oh, right. cinema's going yeah mm-hmm. so he never did that's why he never did another one it's his choice right I assumed yeah. it was public backlash or something no 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 people what was his film uh, on Her Majesty's Secret right. Service I mean a lot of people think that's a really underrated film as well hmm. um Personally, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. There is some good bits in it, but there is a bit of silly... Th- the difficulty is, is, as much as we could have shown you a Sean Connery, because Sean Connery is Bond, is what Bond is, what the character is. Yeah. You know, he's suave, smooth, sophisticated. But, you know, that's a, following that, you know, you're not going to get a, a lot of plaudits, are you? If you right. follow someone that's as smooth as Sean Connery. A difficult second yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so they went. So they basically went Connery, Lazenby for one. Then they got Connery back for another one or oh, yeah. two, I think. They got back for Diamonds Are Forever, right? Mm. And then I think Roger Moore came in then. So he did what four? Five? Uh, so he did. He did Doctor No from Russia with Love, Thunderball, uh, Goldfinger, then Thunderball, Thunderball. Yeah. then Diamonds Are Forever, mm. and then in the eighties he did a non. Um, oh, broccoli yeah. produced one right. called Never Say Never Again and that basically came out on the same weekend as um, Octopussy oh right yeah so in the end what happened was Octopussy made more money and mm. it just killed like the whole alternative bomb but that's again another legal wrangling yeah. where the guy who so when they made Thunderball the writer had had a dispute with the, the broccoli uh, well it wasn't just broccoli at the time he was he had another partner who was producing um, oh, what was his name I think it might have been Wilson no I think so or someone else it could have been because he basically I can't remember look you can google it yeah. have a look into it it's not overly important but the production uh, people they had a dispute with how much to pay the writer and they basically screwed him over and the um, the script itself the Thunderball had a 20 year exploration on it so when that expired he could then go out and shop the script because he wrote the script for it the writer, right. and he shopped it out and got it made and the film's not bad but it doesn't but you know at this point 25 years almost of Bond or 24 years I think Bond had been made yeah. so they had all you know some of the tropes you see in this film those tropes were already there and kind of someone it would just look like an imitation I see even if it was written before that or uh, well, you know, it was kind of yeah 
Yeah, it's a very strange film because they're not allowed to do certain things because they want to be different. Right. Um, like the just little subtle things that make it look weird, I even though it's Sean Connery. Who was it? Um, Sam Mendes who made Skyfall. Yeah, he made Skyfall. And I think Spectre. it was him. Uh, I heard sorry an interview basically saying, you know, this is what you can and can't do with Bond. You know, can we show him doing this? Can we show him doing that? Is he allowed yeah. to? Uh, well, I suppose before this, maybe he's not allowed to look unkempt or bloodied yeah. or whatever you know and then they have to evolve with that and change and yeah yeah. so yes yeah, so that's why I like Bond films in general mm-hmm. I don't know about you Juicy that's why I recommend yeah. it because I wanted to you know this podcast here for us to share my love of cinema with yeah. yourself and with others and that's why I got Juicy into watching with it today because yeah. you know you'd have a good time <laughs> watching it with two enthusiasts um Maybe what what do you think he wouldn't like about the uh, films? I mean, having listened to the podcast for what Sam doesn't like, um, maybe uh, Bond is it, Bond is a genre within within itself. Yeah. So uh, unless you understand that, or unless you watch loads of Bond films, it might escape you. So some of the bits mm. where the wheelie in the truck. <laughs> Some that's stuff not the like, biggest laugh of the, of some the stuff, film, yeah <laughs> some stuff there's there's th- some things that I think that you wouldn't be able to tear yourself away from right. uh, it being a, a a Bond film to a film and you know watch it as a Bond film yeah I see if it I, I would agree if I'd have seen that in any other film yeah. I'd have been like no <laughs> not a chance in hell has yeah. he done that but because it's Bond you kind of I think the thing with Bond is you forgive it a lot of uh, implausibility yeah because it's James Bond which is why yeah. I like the series because there's stuff like that it kind of allows you to just get away with stuff like yeah. that and is it's, it's kind of like hyper not even hyper real but yeah, the, the, yeah that I think there's a, an element as well within the Bond films that as much as it's all crazy technology you don't like the um, like some of the uh, Marvel films like obviously you know Captain America right. the, the, the one that I've latest seen the first Captain America the technology they've got in the wartime it's because you're setting you're, you're setting that world mm. and you're kind of willing to you know have yeah. it in there right. you give it you, so you, you, you give it the benefit of the doubt yeah. but right. with Bond the technology has an explanation has a reasonable explanation to it so the invisible car in Dying of a Day mm. He, the explanation is specifically there's a load of little mini cameras knocking about the yeah. car that reflect the vision so it kind it's of it's not a supernatural it's, yeah, it's mechanical yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think also I think with that is good Bond films know how to use their mm. MacGuffin technology things correctly and bad ones don't right. so Dino yeah. Day failed because it used it seemed implausible to at that time that that's what that car would do right. it seemed a bit too fantastical and I think that's one of the benefits of this film is there's a few bits of technology, but they're never used in a... No, they're just a laser or they're a gun. Yeah. It should be a camera or something like that. Yeah, yeah. they're like spy stuff. That's mm. like, And it follows... You know, I think, you've like Liam said, or Juicy said, you've got to follow the... Um, it's its own genre, so it's got to have yeah. generic, generic markers. And when they're done right, which I think they've done very well in this film... Um, yeah, that it's a great film. It's a, it's good fun. It's I've you know I think why I like Bond personally is it's traditional. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You know, it's sophisticated at times. Um, you know, it's you know it's people respect what they've done with it because everyone likes it because it's a bit of like 
like you said, hyper-realistic fantasy sort of, yeah. you know, well, this is what a man should be, you know, should, <laughs> you know for the, you know, queen and country and all this. <laughs> yeah. um, Keeping up the British end up. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they've been able to do it now for nearly 50 years, it's yeah. incredible, quite frankly. There's nothing like it in Western cinema. Uh, how many, th- do you know how many films there are in there? There's 20 at the moment. 20 so far. Yeah, right? and then there's going to be this and then when they're making at the moment's the twenty first. Yeah. And they do vary in quality. Um I think this is this is one of the better ones personally. Um, you know, and we'll get into it. Is there an equivalent of like a Kevin Feige from the Marvel Um it's the producers the uh, the Broccoli so That was right, I see, yeah. Um, so there is that sort of like, that's yeah. what lacks in something like the D C films just seem to be all over the place from director and right to the next one. Without it, I mean, I'm sure there is a Kevin Feige type figure in those, but it's just Jeff Johns was supposed to be the person that was doing that job. It doesn't seem as well overseen. Yeah, they're they're in control of it all essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, there was two producers for many years working together, and then one of them ran into financial difficulty. The uh, Cubby Broccoli Mm -hmm. took over it all, and then to this day, his daughter Barbara runs the company that produces Bond films that's their right. means that's their means essentially um, so, but they have quite a strong creative control over it essentially they yeah. shop it out to studios and because studios know it's going to make money even if it's a bad Bond film they just kind of go with what they say because they I go see. and you know they, the reason we've got Daniel Craig now for the last what Thirteen years now, yeah, is because how bad Die Another Day was. Right, they went, you know, movies, spy films, and moved on with the Bond films. And stuff that like really that. was the big marker, wasn't it? To, to get to a Bond where a punch sounds like a punch rather yeah. than like a thwack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes with the Bond films is the gaps between the films making. The technology moves on and. Mm. Even I think we mentioned it earlier when we were talking, like the when you said about the punches and being hit, mm. it's kind of with stuff like that. It's it's just education over time. It's learning from the first time that Sean Connery threw a punch. Yeah, what and that looked that, like. The audience went, no, no, I'm not. I didn't buy that at all. Yeah, and then they, yeah. And then move on to when Daniel Craig throws a punch. Now, do you know? And it's yeah. it's the way the way that's cut and moved on. So sometimes with bomb films, he's like saying like you'll get to a point and then there'll be a five year gap and it'll just be amazing again because they've moved on they've caught up with yeah you know and they're like a bellwether they kind of sense what's happening in that genre and try and go with it Um, and you know like I said it doesn't always work but when it does work you get stuff like Casino Royale Mm -hmm. you get a film like this which at the time you know this is based around like a Columbia, well, a South American drug lord. He's not. His nationality's never rest. <laughs> a drug lord of indeterminate nationality. Yeah, yeah somewhere vaguely South Central America. Yeah. Like, should you ask the listeners? Maybe they know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, it's, so in this film, so in this film, this is, they basically a lot of the uh, films set in a place called Isthmus. So you think maybe that's Panama, but I don't think Panama has a specific place called Isthmus. When I, I googled sure Isthmus, I think the second thing that came up was. License to Kill. It's almost like, you know, this was, yeah. this was made for this. So, yeah. So, I mean, personally, maybe what I thought you wouldn't like about it is, I don't think the film has aged that well, personally. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it for what it is, and because it's a deviation from what had come before it in terms of the Bond films. Um, but I think to a modern audience, there is some stuff that is comical, right. like Juicy's touched upon it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you the can't trick. help but laugh. <laughs> so 
whether you enjoyed it for what it was rather than you know maybe you might have laughed at it mm. you know rather than with it at well, times one of the talking points I wrote down um, without really revealing my opinion of it was is that meant to be funny Mm. some of it is yeah in the the same way that I suppose the Fast and Furious series now they do things tongue in cheek being very self aware that people know it's getting crazier and crazier so when they do the most outrageous things they do that knowing that people are watching it for the fun of it yeah not to not to be laughed at because we're not because you're ridiculing it but more like this is a really funny uh, you know ridiculous do. Yeah, yeah extent that we've gone to I think James Bond is very tongue in cheek at yeah. yeah I think the, the point was that I was going to say earlier before we started recording but I saved it is we've seen Austin Powers yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. well I think we all watched it together at one of your yeah, birthdays exactly. gosh maybe did yeah so oh, yeah, we we've did. seen <laughs> Austin Powers and to a point when you're watching one of these films you talk, you relate it to Austin Powers because it was I may, you might have seen Austin Powers first obviously certainly yeah. you, Sam, you saw Austin Powers before you saw this film yeah. so you saw certain parts of it where you were kind of like oh that's where Austin Powers exactly. fully you're from. sort of now laughing at Austin Powers or laughing with Austin Powers rather yeah, than laughing yeah. at the film yeah, yeah I mean there's a couple of times that somebody would might fall off something and go oh and yeah, then there's yeah. a sort of thing that a henchman might do in Austin I think it was Powers a slow motion running at the beginning <laughs> we, yeah. all, we all referenced <laughs> the Austin Powers yeah. like, move get out of the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, there is a lot of Austin Powers nods in this one, retrospectively. Well, that was it. I mean, Mike Myers made it kind of as a spoof homage, didn't he, to the genre. I don't think you... you I think think Mike Myers played up the silliness, but I think the first two films were very much homages to that yeah film. the best spoofs are those that love the source material yeah you know Edgar yeah. Wright loves zombie movies and that's why Sean Lennon's so good and lovingly done because yeah. then it, it takes all the good tropes and, and then makes fun of the bad ones so Austin Powers they clearly love these films yeah, yeah. So, possible. anyway so coming up after the break we're going to find out what some thought of Licence to Kill Sam, so did uh, James Bond thrill you today? Um, I had a lot of fun watching this film. I had a lot of fun. with faint praise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the things that I did like was that it was a lot of the same reasons why I really loved Raiders of the Lost Ark actually because it's got an action hero that just sort of like even when he's in the worst possible danger he just has a little wry smile to himself like knowing he's going to get out and it's fine even though as a viewer you go he does not have the upper hand here at all <laughs> I don't know why he's so smug he's not got a, like an RPG under him or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but then he's just got this can-do attitude of I work better alone um, what he's got, where's his army okay well I'll just go there then if you get me there on a plane I'll go there and I'll take down the whole thing it was a lot of fun like those um, completely exaggerated action set pieces were a lot of fun to sort of laugh with and laugh at and if it is tongue in cheek then I'm laughing with it if it's sincere then I'm laughing at it <laughs> and it's, yeah. and I think it clearly was tongue in cheek it is supposed to be like what's the extreme thing he can do now I really like that about it I quite I do quite like the pun stuff because it is again it's quite self aware I think um, did you like I mean I think you reacted well to the bit where um, so what's his face the main Sanchez Sanchez, Sanchez. yeah the main uh, villain in the film he sends his at one point he sends two of his henchmen to look for some money and they're sneaking around this boat independently in the end of each other and then they come to a corridor <laughs> and see each other and nearly shoot each other because yeah. oh. <laughs> a serious a serious like 
detective film or, a, or this kind of film wouldn't do that. They would just be like guys who were very intimidating and, and, and so on. But this one's kind of like they're human. The guy yeah. with the scar on his eye, which is it's so so well done, so overdone as a as a cliche that it's funny. And again, I don't know if I'm finding it so funny because Austin Powers has done such a good job of identifying these things. Yeah. Or if they're yeah. meant to be sort of funny like that. I honestly don't think I would have I would have enjoyed it as much watching it on my own. I think yeah. it, it is it is more fun to watch it in, in company because if I was watching it on my own, I would sort of judge those scenes more. Whereas if you're watching it in, in company, you can almost see yeah. it as though the film was made to be watched uh, in company. Um so I did like it I really enjoyed it I do like the character I think Timothy, Timothy Dalton did a good job there's lots of nudie ladies uh, as well which is obviously a, a big tick um, <laughs> do you think it was a good thing that he does play the role quite, you know I think one of the criticisms Dalton gets is he's, he's a bit too straight for the character he doesn't yeah. bring the humour I think the fact that we've had like I said we've mentioned Daniel Craig mm. he's very straight man um, Bond, I would say. What do you think, Juicy? Yeah, he, he's definitely Daniel Craig is definitely a straight Bond, but I think Timothy Dalton kind of does it well, and it makes the the little bits where essentially, if it was that time for a film, they'd look to the camera, and yeah. give a little wink. Yeah. When that's played by a straight man, it makes those better. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of at that point. Then I'm laughing at this guy being super serious about this ridiculous pun that he's yeah. just done. Yeah. And it, and, for me, that makes those kind of things better. So, yeah, he's. I mean, Tim. I think Timothy Dalton did a good job. Yeah, he's got he's got the right look for it. He's he does hold himself well, and he says the lines well. It it, it wouldn't be sort of a favourite, and I'd I do prefer say Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones over Dalton as Bond, but that's quite yeah. a high high barrier to to me. It's quite a convoluted plot as well, in that it is just a revenge plot, but actually. The, the revenge or avenging aspect of it I think it's underplayed There's, I would have liked more reminders that he's doing it for Felix and is it Della is one yeah um, rather he's persistent and he's persisting and he, and he wants to take him down but it, I think I would, could have done with a couple more maybe like looking at the lighter or pictures or it's hard to know how, what would be more kish and what would be a better sort of callback yeah. so that it's other people who are saying you're doing this for revenge and he doesn't sort of confirm or deny that and he obviously is doing it for revenge but I would have liked a bit more of that for that to be his motivation I think there's a I couple mean, of scenes where the light is in it kind of off point that I noticed it it right. was there right. I know whether or not that's like maybe say I've seen the film before so you've seen things maybe like I'm seeing things new yeah. things so it might be it might be one of those things but yeah, I mean you said to me you were like what is the what is the plot like yeah. kind of thing and I was like well it is revenge and and, and then that. it's sort of it's one of those things where we've got a bad guy and then it's one thing after another like he's setting yeah. up deals there's, there's the stingers there's the drugs there's the gasoline there's like lots of bits I think it's, it's not like one thing that he's going to take you know yeah, but yeah. I mean to give it its due like as a creative process almost the filmmakers are going well you've seen a revenge film mm-hmm. so there has to be more involved like yeah. they, they've got to give motivations for other characters um, for instance you know uh Kerry Lowell's um, character is it Pam Bouvier yeah yeah <laughs> it's the name of a Simpsons character yeah Mar just a name yeah yeah um, so yeah in that she, she needs there's a reason she needs to be there and there's, mm-hmm. like she's not just hanging around because oh she she likes James there's actually yeah. an element that plays into the plot that you go oh that's the reason she's I like no no I want to stay mm-hmm. keeps messing up other people's plans <laughs> during yeah. this revenge and that's 
where the risk of him getting the revenge becomes greater and greater because he keeps messing up you know the orientals the <laughs> you know the, the the bond girl essentially she's there for another purpose there's other people involved yeah you know. I mean, Aye. it's odd that there's two Bond girls sort of in this, and it's. Yeah. I wasn't clear why he particularly liked what's her name, Sanchez's girlfriend, uh, Lupe. 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 It wasn't clear why he particularly liked her, other than she's wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't exactly clear why she liked him, other than he's wealthy and suave. Yeah. It was. I never trusted her because I'd love to see. I'd love to know more of her back to, backstory. She, yeah. she, she just said to him like, "You don't know." anything yeah it's interesting she's just there for protection from Sanchez and why she's sleeping with several different men in this film in his <laughs> in places that Sanchez is gonna see I think yeah. the thing that changed from these kind of films so from Brosnan where you've seen it is there's one Bond girl mm. and there's the he, Daniel Craig especially in Casino Royale is the one that you think he's going to sleep with mm. he actually doesn't and she just gets killed anyway he kind of disposes of them like he would a tissue yeah. you know and but in the older ones like the octopuses you know Daniel Craig there's always a couple of Bond girls that, right. you know that are running about that one's the <laughs> real Bond girl and one's the just that yeah. he sleeps with her but she's around for the rest of the film right is, is um, Pam Bouvier's character in the next film? No, no. She's just she's no, a fan you're in, Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That was the worry I had from Casino Royale. I think we might have talked about it in a previous episode. Um, that ends, and then 40 minutes later, the film ends, because they've got to wrap up Eva, Eva Green's character being a bad one, mm. and then do all that stuff, and actually it should just end with Le Chiffre, I think it is, isn't it? Mm. Whereas in this one, it ended actually quite sharply, but I was worried that there was going to be a whole like 15 minutes of how do we get rid of this character so she's not in the next one is it ever referenced that, um, that was a new thing with Casino Royale I think where yes. they actually got rid of her right yes. so, so what up to what, then just, what kind of happens well, you know. <laughs> like the first couple of Bond films they're kind of sequels to one another mm-hmm. but the girl that he gets in that film isn't just just isn't in the next one right and then there's he gets a, married I think so yeah in um, so in On Her Majesty's Secret Service he gets married at the end and she gets killed right. which is the like Sorry to spoil it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's only been out for forty odd years. <laughs> 50, sorry, fifty years. Sorry. Yes, fifty years this year. Because uh, I was watching it, it was on Cracked or a video essay of some kind talking about is Bond just a just an agent name and actually the different characters yeah. are different characters. But I think Roger Moore marries her and then another Bond is still with her in a future film when she dies or is it Roger Moore both times or no so it's um, it's George Lazenby that marries her and then one. she dies in this same non- film at the end of the film yeah. oh, it's right. a really strange film because he basically wins the day right. he gets married so there's like an extra 10 minutes to that film <laughs> yeah. and then um, he's driving it on the honeymoon oh. and uh, one of the villains the Fraulein literally like the right. the um, Austin <laughs> Powers character yeah. she's send in the car <laughs> yeah. she's walking past she's the one who's got the, the knife oh, in the shoe yeah. that's where he gets the yeah. idea from and um, she's basically walking past on the route right. and then uh, she gets a gun out of the uh, pram that she's got <laughs> and shoots through the window and James like oh you know missed the bullets yeah. as usual and um, <laughs> she was in his silhouette <laughs> no she, he looks up he's like, oh we've got to work and he looks over and she's dead right and then he pulls over and the police come and what it must have been is a future bond it's like a famous it's somebody bond, refers yeah. to his wife in this film his wife. Is it it his... yeah yes yeah. so when oh, Della right. asks him are you you know um, 
oh, are you ever going to get married? And he kind of just ruefully kind of looks. Mm. That's meant to be like a nod to that film. I'm, I'm mm. sure. Anyway, I don't, yeah. I don't know enough to, to persist with this, yeah, with it's, this fan theory. You, basically, I mean, you, could, you could go on forever. I mean, the, mm. the Casino Royale, as difficult it is, is actually the first Bond right. film. Obviously, yeah, Casino Royale, yeah, soft he gets his double O re- status. And that's the that's the setting for the reason why he's so cold towards women right. is what happens to yeah, the brown. It's either green or brown, or yeah, pink, yeah. obviously white or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, Finnish well, fascist and uh, Hitler's wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a fascist either. Green or white. Um, a little quiz question for you then: Who was the first person to play Bond? Not in this. Oh, oh, I, um, I actually know this, mm. but I can't remember the name because <laughs> when Casino Royale came out, I was in the Black Bull, right. and there was a guy. Oh, a local pub in Jewish. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy absolutely goosed out of his face that was telling me about Casino Royale was a comedy film. Mm. The, so the first James Bond and oh, who bloody played him? Well, it was a radio production. Yeah, it was an American. Oh. It was an Englishman. It was a, oh, a game show presenter. Bob Monkhouse. Oh, Bob, but not Monkhouse. Oh, oh, oh give, us a, uh, give us a P, I need to want a P. Oh. Bob Holness from Bob Holness. Holness. I remember his name, his yeah. surname. Oh. Although I'm sure there's somebody else who's, I'm sure there'll be someone yeah. listening who tell you, oh, well, actually, there's somebody else who played him in radio. But, Bob Holness. And that was, that was Casino Royale, I think, as well. On, yeah. on, uh, it was a comedy of it. See, I heard, I heard that in the 50s, they sold that Ian Fleming sold a script to the Americans to adapt Casino Royale right. and they made it, they called him Jimmy Bond <laughs> yeah this is true they made a it's Scottish Jimmy. isn't it uh, no so the character's English in the books right. but because they hired Sean Connery and Sean Connery basically played him I'm sure as Sean Connery in Scotland. I mean, isn't they retconned it yeah. they basically said oh they didn't no. have in the films they didn't yeah. have any backstory right. and they made it that he was Scottish I, I think this is why some of the Craig ones are the better ones because it actually adds to yeah. the war it's almost like an origin yeah. Yeah. but anyway so yeah essentially yeah. each film it was that there was no it was just a new set of women yeah. Bond girls he'd moved on so you could easily have the, the the fan theory that it was a different operative when the actor changed um, yeah, just using yeah, that same code could, yeah, yeah in theory yeah, if you, you want to yeah, yeah it makes sense it makes sense for him to still be so young and, and not yeah. be so scarred from <laughs> all these <laughs> previous exploits yeah. but I think fundamentally I liked I did enjoy the film I, mm probably won't seek out more Bond films on my own but I'd be more than happy to do this again yeah. you know, to like sit with you guys and, and watch more and, and enjoy, the, enjoy the fun of it really and it makes me want to watch Austin Powers again yeah. <laughs> yeah. Else. so I do enjoy what it is I'm sure at the time it was revolutionary I like what you said about this was him being battered and bloodied for the first time and maybe a reality because the reason why I liked the Daniel Craig ones because that was you know, to the nth degree, if he's battered and bruised, and you can hear it, and it feels yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I always think with Daniel Craig, there's the two, the two scenes that always stand out for me are the, the fight that he has in the stairwell with the drug, uh, oh, yeah. with the oh, uh, yeah. warlord, yeah. yeah, and the, um, and obviously the bit where he gets, he's about to be tortured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, memorable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about that film. Yeah. Um, so, Juicy, what was your favourite scene in this film? My favourite scene is, I mean, when we decided to do this, I told you that straight away, and it's the yeah. oil tanker. At the oh end. yeah. As much as, like I said, the James Bond tropes, things happen that tongue in cheek, and obviously we've seen the powers <laughs> and stuff, but. 
That's just a great chase scene. Yeah. Do you know he's so when he when he took it up on one wheel, despite well, presumably never driving a tanker before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. is that meant to be tongue in cheek? I was like going, "What a guy!" It's there I'm, is a since, there think, is an earnest sincerity to it, think, as in yeah. that he's thinking on his feet. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. you know he's seeing. Oh my gosh, they've got a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a tanker. I'm a sitting duck here. Mm-hmm. How the hell do I escape this? Yeah. Wait a minute. There's a mound of dirt yeah. there. Maybe. You know, one in a million. <laughs> this road's not yet finished. Yeah. yeah. I've, like you said, I've used my supervision mm. to. While I'm approaching from, I don't know what distance, at 70 miles. But also, I think he tilted and then they shot. Yes. They could have gone, well, oh, I <laughs> moved yeah. to the right. Could have tilted. tilted with it's him. great and it is really inventive filmmaking and we know because it's from the late 80s that it's not CG really and no, no. it's really good a lot of explosions it's like Apocalypse Now yeah we joked well, we joked when we were while we were watching it that uh, the actors only got paid five pound and all the budget went on the uh, explosives <laughs> an awful lot of explosives yeah. shooty shooty bang bang yeah so you um, like it so it's the, it's the it it's is that. the chasing it so yeah. what was your favourite scene I enjoyed that for the fun of it, but I did. I was a bit taken out of the reality. It was hard to suspend my judgment and not suspend my what is it? Uh, uh, disbelief. disbelief. Yeah. I quite liked. I don't know. It was hard. I quite liked a lot of the stuff in the casino. I quite liked Sanchez as a villain because he's got the look of a villain. He's got like scars and pop marks and stuff that means he's not going to be a good guy. And he's quite an interesting villain. I like him talking about loyalty is more important than money. Um, he's got I, a presence, hasn't he? Sometimes yeah. Bond villains don't. I think don't have a a real presence about right. them. They don't have a character. They kind of, oh, he's imbued with that by by his surroundings. Where yeah. with this guy, he's he's got calm. You know, yeah. he's, he's not sort of yeah. So there's I, maliciousness there. That isn't. He doesn't have to try, does he? Yeah. No, yeah. You know, he's going to kill you the second he walks in the door. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's he. You know, like oh, that guy could kill me. Yeah. I just don't make eye contact with him. <laughs> just go, just go under the radar. Whatever money he gives me, I'll just do it. I quite, I quite like the scenes that he had with Bond because I was forever thinking, is there any reason why? He, I, I was, I just, I couldn't, rim, I couldn't follow it enough to know if he's stringing him along and then he's going to kill him later, or if he just believes that is this like possible you know informant and, and, or, or is he a mole or is he uh, just an investor and you know is he just useful mm. for a time or when he's saying enjoy my hospitality I think are you going to kill him now or <laughs> what point uh, I, yeah, I mean in that situation maybe the character itself you could say he doesn't know what yeah. this person is so he's feeling him out as well yeah. obviously we know as the audience that he's a spy and he's there to try and kill and he's, him he's such a really bad undercover spy because he's always using the same name all the time and his face is out there and yeah. he's you know uh, but you know, I hate keep referring to this, but in Casino Royale, there's there's note to that is how reckless he is, and it, yeah, and through all the James Bond films, they'll give him a Mister a name, you know, yeah. Mister Smith, and he'll go, oh, what you are, oh, the name's Bond, James Bond, you'll find me under Smith, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. He's, 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 yeah. there's a lot of that, but that's the sort of cocky swagger of it, isn't it? Of like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's almost untouchable, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that echoing you both, my favourite scene was the uh, the chase at the end, mm. but to say what you were saying there about a name is like, and his recklessness is another scene I really like, which is this kind of strange vignette where. Um, I'm going to use the word again the oriental because <laughs> they don't say what country they're from so I think, if you, I think if you specify they, that would be more yeah Hong I think Kong. They, they say Hong, Hong Kong, Kong don't they they're yeah, from Hong Kong yeah. so um, 
Oh, well, they, they're there undercover. Mm. And I quite like that little strange vignette that you had in the middle of the movie mm. where they got made and they come and they all get killed, essentially. Yeah. yeah. The operation's been going on for years. Yeah, so... That is the great thing about Bond. Yeah, you sort of respect and admire some things, but you do know that, that they're all right to say. You're, you're really... You're putting a lot more lives at, at risk than you need to, you know. Let let the government sort it out and all this sort of thing. But there is a there is a joy in that lone wolf, yeah. Uh, you know, going out the, there. And... There is there's there's really consequences. He never gets pulled for his for mm. what he's done. Like, I mean, even in this one, he gets his license revoked, and then and they're kind of after him, and then it's fine at the end because he saves the day. Is that right? <laughs> he takes down Classic a bond, drug lord. Yeah, yeah. but he but, survived. Like a day, he's quit that job so many times. Let's have a good union rep. <laughs> <laughs> the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, what was your favourite line, Juicy? I mean, my favorite, my favourite line of most Bond film is the classic Bond, James Bond. Right. So it's um, always your favourite line from 24 films. favourite line from 24 films. But I'll, 20. like, looking through, like, watching it again, there's, like, a couple of lines, and my love of comedy, I quite like the the the, the, the witty bits. Mm, the when they, when they, they, <laughs> that the hella character that's, you know, double-crossed, <laughs> comes through the wall on a forklift truck, and they go, oh, hella, and it looks like he's come to a dead end. Yeah. <laughs> well, this leads me to one of the talking points I had, which is, is he a psychopath? Yes. Yeah. He, he has to be, hasn't he? He's, he doesn't react to things. He's is. definitely numb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he's just... He's, yeah. But, like, I mean... Well, like, famously, there was there's um, a story that Christian Bale gets touted around. They asked him, before they asked Daniel Craig if he wanted to... Or they asked him at one point if he wanted to be James Bond. Mm. And he said, no, I've already played a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just going to go fetch some yeah. orange sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. Your favourite line, Hugh? Um, yes, my favourite line is the name's Bond. <laughs> really? James Bond. But I like it in this film because he sticks his hand out to shake um, yeah, Sanchez. uh, Sanchez's hand and Sanchez just ignores it. <laughs> yeah. so, I quite, so I quite enjoyed the fact that the filmmakers were quite aware of... Mm. They, I think they've always got that challenge of how do we get this into a yeah. film? How do you make it have the impact? Yeah. So we said it doesn't say it much in this film, actually. Mm. Does he normally say it like three or four times? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a couple, couple of films. Times, yeah, right? he says well, it maybe once or twice. Similar with the Box Martini thing. Yeah. So, you know, that's always worked its way into yeah. a bond. Tossed off, not stirred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tossed off, not stirred. <laughs> that bit's brilliant. Yeah, just you. Yeah. Yeah. Box Martini yeah. and because I mean that's quite it's a, it's an interesting thing I don't know where it first started does it matter if it's stirred versus shaken that's the, you, you're stirring it just not yeah, I think it's it it a cool line it's a cool line I, I think it was retconned in Casino Royale right so I think oh yeah he's he, like he invented <laughs> it and then then the, for whatever reason he's he invents his drink, he calls it the Vespa, and then he goes, I'll have a vodka martini. Yeah. Do I look like a giver? <laughs> yeah, I love that. That you was know, great. Yeah, I remember great. I went to Chester with my wife, and we went to uh, the botanist, and hmm. there was a vodka martini on the menu, and I looked at Natalie and I said, I've got to. I've got to. <laughs> Named Waters, Liam Waters. And I thought, I won't be a prick, because the most hear it all day, vodka yeah. martini, shaken, not stirred. And she stirred it, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> But um, just like swirl it around, <laughs> she swirled and she stirred it, and I was like, mm. <laughs> but you just accepted it because you had James Bond. Another line I quite liked that Bond had here was sorry that Sanchez had mm. was remember.
remember, you're only president oh, for life. Oh, have oh, I stolen yeah. yours? That's Sorry, mine, yeah. That, remember, you're yeah. only president for Why life. Why did you like that line? It's arch. You know, it's yeah. a really good villain line, that. Cause yeah, it's, it it's threatening, but he's not saying what he's going to do. Well, kill him, obviously. But it's just, he's a very, like you said, he's got presence. And in that yeah. moment, he's... He's turning down a president and he's, he's paying him hard. Yeah. He's like, he's he was quiet when I was arrested. Yeah, he's threatening the country of this nondescript Latin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know he's president. <laughs> <El> presidente. Muy importante. Yeah, he had the sash on and the big yeah. white suit. It was, um, I really love that, actually. Whenever there's Spanish in there, it's only the words that people would know. So Lupe says, you're loco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all know what loco is, so she can't say, you know... Eres loco, you know, mm. she's got to say, no, you're loco, that's it. Yeah, I must admit, in terms of like scenes as well, I liked the plane bit at the beginning when they catch mm. the character, and then you think, oh, well, they've caught the bad guy. And in mm. some Bond films, they'll have a cold opening that's sometimes yeah. not even related to the film. They'll the just have a jack and the skiing and the. Yeah, 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 they'll have an action scene just mm. for the audience. And in this, they went straight into, haha, you this thought. Is the plot. Yeah, yeah, the character. And I like the bit where he escapes. I think that's. Mm. Even though it's a bit convoluted, and you're like, wait a minute, did he plan on getting caught despite the fact that he escaped, tried to escape in a plane? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did he know that he was going to get caught by a Coast Guard helicopter? Or is it all being done by the, the guy who's you know taking the bribe and then he's set up the people with yeah. the scuba and then and this and this and this? Yeah, we had, at what point did he make that phone call? I mean, we spent a good five minutes trying to work this out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think. But then, would you accept, okay, that it's a bit incredulous? It was really clever in the fact that, like, haha, mm, this is yeah. what this character that this does. This actually is leading to the rest of the film. Yeah. yeah. Any, any other lines that you liked? I think those those were the ones that really stuck out. There weren't as many death puns this time. Um, no, but Sanchez had one. What, what was it? It was the uh, the money in the pressure chamber, and he kills the guy uh, Crest. Yeah. And uh, he goes, what do you want to try to do with the money? Yeah. And, he, and it's obviously covered in blood, and he goes laundry. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. That is yeah. a good. The yeah. Other good line actually. That's like it's been that Mr. Crest is not in it much, but it's quite a poignant line where there's a clear tension between. Potentially James Bond doesn't know this guy knows who he is, but this guy knows he shouldn't be there. Mm, yeah. And he says, Goodbye, Mr Yeah. And he just responds with Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good There was and it's not like a false start, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. They're not known to be audience expectation. Something that you need to keep up too much with. But I was like I said before, I was constantly keeping up with who knows that he's Bond and who doesn't? And then Benicio del Toro character there, and you're like, oh yeah, they had a shootout in a bar. That probably that bar fight as well. That's such a trope of films. Bar fights must never happen like that. Like, I mean, it's that, a bit more yeah. shuffling. It's not yeah. like I'll punch you, so you fall into someone, and they fight, they punch someone else, so they punch them back, and then yeah, suddenly yeah. they're there, and then the whole place is pandemonium until she shoots a perfect circle in the wall, <laughs> and they all stop dancing. <laughs> 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 I mean, what? she used a shotgun and made a perfect circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Take a like, photo, this is a miracle. <laughs> God is real. <laughs> there was a bit of that. Um, right, any other any thoughts there on that? I'll see if I had any more talking points. I did write a few down. So I did ask, yeah, so is it possible to still enjoy Bond post Austin Powers? So what's his rank? Is he a commander? So he's a commander. No, he's a commander in the right. Navy. He's a commander in the Navy. Is he a psychopath? Yeah. No, all, all fine. So I think that's, that's everything I've got to say about him, really. Right, well, coming up after the break, we're going to find out Sam's rating, mm. and before that, we're going to do the critic. So join us in a few seconds. Hello, and welcome. 
welcome back to Please Watch This. So now, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, find out the rating that Sam's given a uh, license to kill. And for this, uh, Juicy's going to come up with a witticism. Um, the witticism no I've decided to come up with is how many over-elaborate bribes <laughs> out of ten would you give this? Uh, two million. Out of two million, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, because, yeah, out of two million. Because you doesn't like decimals, I'll ask. I don't inherently like, d- dislike decimals. I'm quite happy with it as a system. <laughs> Nothing against the it. fractions, man. <laughs> yeah. So I struggle with this because I kind of want to give it a rating for what it is rather you want to rate it on its own merits rather than yeah, what you so would it's like, rate it normally. Because if it's, if it's like Masterpiece is 10 and dog shit is 0, I couldn't put it in that top thing because I don't. I wouldn't consider it a Masterpiece, but for what it is, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be harsh on it. So I You think, can only be honest. I yeah, won't be offended. I think it's somewhere between a 6 and a 7. So, I'll, Juicy, when are you wanting to make it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hugh's turned his back on me now. So, <laughs> I'll go with a 7 for what it is. Yeah. yeah, but as like a film and so on, I'll go with a six if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. sense. What yeah. about you, Juice? Ah, for, for me, it's. I'm gonna say it's it's kind of somewhere stuck between. When I first saw it, I had seen all the previous Bonds before, so for me, right. it was when I saw it, it was I enjoyed it more because of the reasons context, that I've already yeah. given. So it would be easily somewhere between a. Seven and eight. Right. Like I said, initially, you'd be looking at an eight, nine, first time I'd watched it, mm-hmm. given the fact. But obviously, when you're watching it back, and the, we were pointing out all the funny things, you yeah. know, relating it to Austin Powers and other spoofs, you, it kind of does take away from it a mm-hmm. little bit. But yeah, uh, definitely at least a, a seven or an eight. Somewhere yeah. in the eight kind of range. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you've got to judge it. And I do based on what it is, and it's a it's a Bond film, like yeah. like Juicy said at the beginning of the pod. It is its own genre unto itself. And yeah, it has its it has its markers, and it has the stuff that you want to see in it. And I think in this film, it gets all those. It's got good action. It's got good witticisms. It's got good actual, you know. It's got its own things it's in the fun, right place. Isn't it? It's really yeah. fun. I didn't have as much fun as I did with Red as a Lost Ark, and I feel like I couldn't have enjoyed it that much on my own. Whereas with Lost Ark, I really enjoyed it on, yeah. on its own. So. And I think because the plot is a tiny bit convoluted mm-hmm. at times and it doesn't really need to be, I'd give it a solid seven. Yeah. Um, you know, I think personally, my the, at the same moment in time, the best Bond film is Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Even though it's 13 years old, it's still the best one. And I watched it, obviously, after watching all the most recent Bond films. Right. And I was so pleasantly surprised at how good it was because I was expecting it to be a bit more... Roger Moore-esque yeah. and yes I did laugh when the truck pulls a wheelie as well <laughs> it does seem <laughs> you've got to though yeah, you know, yeah. I think at that point you've got to laugh at that but point. I wasn't you know sat there watching it you know with my eyes you know going in circles because <laughs> they were rolling so much and you know everything's of its time as you yeah. know we've mentioned on this um, so yeah what so, critics think? so um, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go with the first critic which is our good friend old Roger Ebert oh good lad yeah so Roger I imagine he really liked it well you'll find Ooh, out so um, Roger Ebert said the James Bond movie has now taken on the discipline of a sonnet or a kabuki drama Connoisseurs uh, evaluate the elements in a Bond picture as movements in a symphony. The villain has uh, fairly modest aims. He doesn't want to rule the world. He only wants to be a cocaine billionaire. <laughs> so he liked it. He liked that it changed the 
So yeah, so Dalton, an effective bond. He has a lean tension and a toughness. Thanks for that. <laughs> that is a possible, uh, possibly, possibly more contemporary. So yeah. he, so he, I think there is a. If you, I read the rest of the article, and there is a bit of kind of criticism in the bits I've picked where he goes, you know, he could have said, oh well, people judge it like, um, you know. You know, he said like a symphony, so he's mm. kind of almost highbrowing it, going, it's like a symphony, rather than saying, oh, well, like a soap opera. Right. You know, yeah. as long as it's done this Carry you know. on film. Yeah. It doesn't quite get there. Yeah. I think that's what Juice said, it wasn't, you know, like this is the first one that's a bit more in yeah. reality and it's less a bit to more, happen. Well, yeah, yeah. You it's... know, there's the bit here where he says the villain has fairly modest aims, he doesn't want to rule the world, he yeah. only wants to be a cocaine billionaire. Yeah, and, that, and that's you know. it's much better than somebody who wants to rule the world. I, I think that's why it adds to the revenge plot, because it's not an international. Danger does yeah. not. It's not put a lid this time on it's personal. Moves. Yeah, this time it's personal. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's is. I think that's what kind of makes it a a good bond as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's taken away from maybe what they always try and do is take over the world and mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, it's it's a it's a modest villain. Yeah. a lot of power so as you know Roger Ebert he did stars out of four so mm-hmm. he gave it three and a half stars which is pretty high praise yeah absolutely yeah. fantastic um, and the other critic I got so because this is a film that has gone undergone evaluation over time you mm. can see there's a clear um, you know historiography for this film that yeah. people have looked at it and gone oh do you know what actually we judged this badly at the time so there was um, Bob Sasson in Esquire uh, on the 25th anniversary when this, oh, this right. film's released He's, scenes, yeah correct yeah uh, the movie is really well structured simple in plot but rather the meaty in delivery while other Bond uh, Bond movies talk about the case being personal License to Kill really is mm. so I That's think that was you know, but he doesn't like, snarl at the camera and go this time it's personal but it actually achieves yeah yeah and they, they, they you know they always try to add that element into Bond and I think this one really worked because there is a horrific crime at the start of this film <laughs> <laughs> you know that's, it's pretty monstrous let's face it but I mean yeah last week Ben said that I'd be surprised by it because I was expecting cheesy camp nonsense yeah. and I was pleasantly surprised by that but there is still there is still that DNA in there and I think that's that's, that's the fine, reason we re- recommended it or when I said I mm. said well do a Dalton film because you've seen Goldeneye would have been ideal I yeah. think because we love that film yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's iconic isn't it it's an iconic film and especially with people of our age it's like yeah. I mean, a lot of our first <laughs> the, yeah, our first touch with Bond the thing is with that you could, for favourite scenes you could be there all day yeah. you know but this one was the bit when I said look it's not a, it's not a Sean Connery it's not and a Roger Moore is well pressed <laughs> the end of the film he barely makes it out alive mm-hmm. yeah. you, know, you know he's going to win but there's still that he kept having to be saved didn't doubt he? in your mind yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he was, was going to die until Benicio Del Toro was like oh I'm going to stick the boot in here and you yeah, know, yeah, knife yeah. him and then it took it took being saved by Bouvier and then it took them being saved by the forklift truck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coming through yeah, yeah, he needed yeah. saving which I think is more realistic isn't it yeah exactly it doesn't, right. it doesn't always fly through it right so we're going to move on to the quiz Chris I want to say I've been right are these all things I would know just from watching the screen or is there some no this is from the film fantastic we're just purely the film because you know Bond fan I've not done some research on it yeah you you know you've you've learned a lot today I imagine already from what we've talked about Um, maybe appreciate a bit more hopefully Um, so me and Juicy came up with these uh, these quiz questions in collaboration so he knows the answers so it's just just for uh, just for us would you like to read the questions or do you want me to I can read the questions go on then quiz master for the day (laughs) uh, so you definitely already 
done yourself and remembered some of these already. Oh, so, good. what is James Bond's friend's name? Felix. Felix right. Smith. Felix uh, Smith. Felix, yes, correct. Felix yeah, Smith. that is the correlation. Oh, a lighter. Oh, yeah, because uh, he's lighter. I, got, I made, yeah. the, I made the, the subtitles on so I could remember things like yeah. that, yeah. And what is Felix's wife's name? It is Della, isn't it? It is. Della. Yeah. I remember it being an odd Delia Bella thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to read it on the light going, yeah. Like, Della? Yeah, no, I only yeah. knew her name. I thought it was Delia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only knew what her name was because he, said, <laughs> no, he, he says it in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, what about Delia? <laughs> or Della? <laughs> 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 what about Della, even? Delia's too busy cooking. The next, so, questions for you is what does the cocaine dissolve in? Oh, gasoline. Oh, oh that yeah. gasoline. And he's like, you can have the gasoline as a, as a bonus. It's like, that's a fuckload of gasoline. <laughs> Several <Yeah>. tankers. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then what was the price per kilogram of cocaine? 500. No, no, he's made an order of 500, hasn't he? 22,000. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well remember. 22,000. <laughs> Not a big... <laughs> Professor uh, Joe Butcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an elaborate scheme for taking orders. Uh, yeah, what's, the, what's the line he says? Bless you. Bless you, my child. Bless, bless you, you, my bless child. Your heart. Yeah, yeah. Bless your heart. That's <laughs> <laughs> bless your heart. double crosses it when he gets out cold. Bless your heart. See, that was the only... When I first watched this film... Mm. That was the only thing that really annoyed me in this film. He's an unusual character. I don't know why you need him. I don't know why you Butcher. El Señor Joe Butcher. I think it was kind of talk. I think it was more of a tongue-in-cheek sort of thing yeah, about yeah. the time where yoga was popular. These people coming on, mm, right, you know, yeah. the televangelist almost. I think <laughs> yeah. it was kind of a satire on that trope satire, that they yeah. were trying to bring into this film. So I think if you're watching at the time, you're like, oh yeah, look what they're doing. And I see. Thirty years later, we're like, it's just <laughs> some weird character that they've cool. strange character yeah. choices. Okay. Um, so question five, two parts. Mm. Uh, how much did James deposit into the bank? Four point four million nine hundred thousand. Very good. And what line of credit did he get? See now. Two million. Oh, half a million. Wait, he put. Yeah, I think he put two million into the account or something, and then got half a million out. Or something. No, there was actually, to be fair, there was a lot of lines of credit going. There was a lot of credit going around. Because <laughs> did, did he like he just like lost quarter of a million or something and, and then he said give me half a million yeah and then he, and then he's oh, up, yeah, then was up quarter of a million yeah. so I think he put two million in there but I'm not sure, I'm not sure. again I've got a visual memory of it from the subtitles now so that's like <laughs> two, there's two million something we turned there. it on too, too late then. I'm sorry well, we yeah. put the subtitles <laughs> on the credits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oriental man <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good, good well, it, well it doesn't help that we don't know the answer to it <laughs> so far I mean, really do you know the film better than we do <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it two million or half a million? So what I'm going to do is, I think that's the first time one of us has legitimately got all the questions right. Possibly. Le- legit, yeah. without like, yeah, yeah, without yeah. hints or guesses. Oh, right, I see, right. Let's just ignore the, the second <laughs> No, we usually give each... No, because usually... Yeah, you've got some of that right. Yeah, I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you credit yeah, yeah. for that. This one. is the benefit of doing the film and then immediately recording afterwards. Yeah. I, I want to do this more. Well done on Remember the 22,000, because I... Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I it was on a big prompt, wasn't it? It was like, it was the whole screen. Yeah, that I just didn't know if that had... 
It was one of those things because you said 500 at first. Yeah. Because there was a lot of prices lot of getting numbers. knocked about. Yeah. I thought it might go under the radar. That's kind of proud of myself. It's me, not. yeah. Well, <laughs> I was just probably laughing at the fact that they were doing an auction on national television <laughs> yeah. to, to make orders. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just have this image now that that's the, like, they were doing that and that there's a legitimately a small church somewhere in like the middle of America that ended up pledging yeah. and they just get a big shipment of, <laughs> we co- need three of million cocaine. Dollars, but no, it's going to be 500 dollars. Well, here's some cocaine anyway. The body of Christ. The body of Christ! And of course, we've gone to the Sermon on the Mountain. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. There's going to be a lot more shaking. Yeah. Down in the wire. Yeah. <laughs> really getting up for the hymns. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come down at the end. Yeah. Everyone's just sat. <laughs> it's alright, it comes back in the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That's great. Well, it's been a lot of fun having you here, Juicy. Um, yeah, I really been, appreciate uh, it. been great fun. It's, you know, it's good to see you. Do you yeah. know, and, uh, watch a film that we ultimately yeah. enjoyed but took the piss out of for Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two I think that's why quarter of hours. Absolutely. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, you need to ask me to you. What are we going to do next week? Not to put words in your mouth, but um, so put there are the words there. Um, so <laughs> Sam, what are we going to do next week? Next week we're going to do a film called Place Beyond the Pines. Place we are going to do Place Beyond the Pines. Hugh, what do you know about Place Beyond the Pines? Um, that there's a place and it's beyond some pines. Right, so there's pines and then... So, yeah. Hugh's told me that he knows... There's a plot twist. We're not going to spoil it for you right now, uh, in case you haven't seen that excellent film. What generally do you know about the um, That it's got uh, Ryan Gosling in, mm-hmm. he's got a bike, he does some biking. Yeah. Um, no, I think he, it looks a bit like he's a getaway driver, like a stunt bike okay. guy, a bit like... He kind of looks like he's playing a different version of the character that he played in Drive. Right, okay. And I think, is it even Mendez is in it as well? Yeah. I think she's a big part of this film. Um, that's literally all I know. Cool. Um, it's, it was, I think, my one of my two favourite films of that year, so I look forward to yeah. discussing it with you. And it's on Amazon Prime, listener. Yes, so Amazon, if you're out there and you want to sponsor this podcast. We, we accept have, all kinds of bribes. Yeah, um, it's Two million, two million, two million dollars. Not, million. a million dollars. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not that kind of. We're not two, horses. <laughs> you need to specify US. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be in twenty dollar notes yeah. as well. Quite, in a really heavy suitcase. Quite yeah. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, preferably waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first All right, um, well. Right. Oh, well, how can they get in touch with us, Hugh? Um, so, if they want to set up their own sort of tele donation system <laughs> and we'll do do a live like message auction mm. of some descript then I'll phone in and they can tell me when I'm donating right I think that's, that's the good. best but failing that they can um, email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com where can Fantastic. they find us on the internet find us on the twitter at pleasewatchpod and on facebook at pleasewatchthis great stuff look forward to the well, ones. thank you very much for coming in Juice well thanks for having me yeah. Yeah. say well, goodbye everyone Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. (laughs) We love you. Bye.